Ich will einfach nur noch Danke sagen. Ihr bedeutet mir so viel. Ich liebe euch. Und wir sehen uns bestimmt wieder. Guten Abend and a warm welcome from Leipzig and welcome to RBLE Global Tracks, which is Leipzig's very first RB Leipzig podcast in English. It is brought to you by Richard and Mario and amongst us we are season ticket holders, passionate supporters and not very neutral local pundits. Both of us have been following Leipzig football since our childhood days. So if you want to hear about RB Leipzig, capture the mood of the fans in the city And if you want to go beyond numbers and statistics, you are in the right place. We are delighted to welcome you on board. And all we need to say now is, auf geht's Leipziger Jungs. Well, Richard, <laughs> I'm still reeling from uh, last night's match and uh, not so much the match versus TSG Hoffenheim, but a little bit more the farewell send-off ceremony, ceremony for RB Leipzig's legend number 10, Emil Forsberg, how are you today, Richard? I know you you didn't sit in the same place with me, but you were in the same stadium. Yeah, thank you. Of course, I was there this time in the stands. I put my whole family into my bag and I was like, hey, come, let's go. Uh, Emil will play the, for the very last time in our stadium, in our living room, so to speak, in German. Um, we have to appreciate him and say thank you to his talk, Emil. And so we all were there and it was uh, really really emotional for us and yeah but i'm a little bit mm, sad today not only because of that because weekend is gone but and monday is on doorstep but it now <laughs> we, we're gonna recording our very favorite podcast so let's go <laughs> well that's great But I must say, I've never seen so many uh, teary eyes in the uh, amongst amongst the supporters um, after a match that we won. It was really extremely emotional. I think nobody expected that. Everybody expected uh, maybe an, an announcement before the game, which didn't take place. And in hindsight, that was a good thing because uh, there wouldn't have been time for that to properly say goodbye to Emil and for Emil to stand in front of the crowd and the supporters with tears streaming down his face. <laughs> He looked like, well, like a boy who cried. Uh, it was extremely emotional. And uh, the way they've done this after the uh, the game um, was, was perfect. The farewell with all the team members, the giant graphics picture in the... Uh, center of the pitch that that was just just amazing the stadium was filled almost everybody was still there and we can graciously forget about those two three four twelve um Teske hoffenheim supporters uh, they probably boycotted that uh, marketing construct rb leipzig not, not a lot of them were there Everybody was just just following the ceremony, which was great. The whole team, as I said, the team, the staff, they were on the pitch. A long move, well, a, quite a moving speech by uh, Emil Forsberg, and uh, he was. Uh, there were chants, Emil Forsberg chants, newly created, I might add, uh, by the RBL supporters. It was done in a really nice, respectful, non-Hollywood style way. And I must say to to all the responsible people who've done that, chapeau, very well done. It was really, really excellent. 
but it was always very hard for us to to take to be honest it it even after the match we didn't talk about the match anymore it was uh, talking about uh, a legend leaving the club after 8 years and Sina, um, who's contributed to this podcast before, she actually said something which was really interesting. In her eyes, the club is sort of normalizing, uh, becoming a little, more, a little bit more traditional because this is the first time uh, a player left RB Leipzig's been with us for a really long time, eight years now, which is kind of normal for the normal traditional clubs. There will always be somebody who's gone through all the uh, different times um, of 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 those clubs' history for a long time, and then at some point they need to leave. And maybe Emil leaves at the right time, in the sense of that he was at the height of his. Oh, yeah, he, he put in a very good performance in in this last game uh, at home at Leipzig. And uh, his speech, actually, in his speech, actually, he hoped that everybody remembers him as an open, very friendly person, a guy who will cherish. The uh, years here at Leipzig keep them keep them in his heart, and uh, would love to come back at some some time. All in all, <laughs> too much to take. To be honest, it's gone beyond football, beyond statistics and numbers. If you want that, well, you definitely had that yesterday. And with uh, to everybody we talked to, it it was really really moving. So it seems like we're getting to the point where we're getting an older club. Players will leave us, such as uh, Emil Forsberg. How did you see it, Richard? Have you has you recovered? Yes, I, I do. Um, <laughs> as I said, you nailed it. It was an extremely emotional moment uh, for me either. And things only will get worse with uh, Yusuf one day. Well, I would, don't want to think about that. Oh, right don't now. don't mention that now. <laughs> Yeah, you planted the seed in our head now. It's it's not going to be nice. No, no I think no. we all need to take a week off after that. Mm, yeah, at least. Um, but okay, Yusuf will uh, will be with us for well, at least two more, three more years, I guess. So my takeaway is basically that Emil is still capable of being a game changer, and oh. yeah. And on, on, on the one hand, this leads um, to a little bit of shame that Emil is leaving now. Yeah, because. This his skills is obviously um, is is okay to help the team, and on the other hand, both the, the fans and certainly the player himself um, wants to leave uh, at the right moment, and, mm -hmm. and I think there can't be a better one than that. So because you don't want to give someone his farewell and think, okay, it was nice with you earlier days and now it's good that you're gone no 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 um you want we can to, stay want... we can stay friends <laughs> yeah, we, we can stay friends if you want to like uh no <laughs> you want to leave uh on your on your very on your very ceiling and he had a very great december emil and now i'm glad that we don't have to find out if this is a comeback where he mm -hmm. will main, maybe find uh, back to his old form that he showed us uh, last two seasons or the season before. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's a very, very um, great moment. And then Hollywood style, um, Hollywood style scripted game yesterday, he came in, scored, had an assist and, and almost the second goal. Um, so, yeah, it's sad that Emil is, is leaving, but as I said it, um, it's the best possible way you can imagine. 
That is true, and that is kind of leading us into let's let's keep it a brief review of of yesterday's match. Um, first of all, the win, the three one win, really uh, secures three vital points in the uh, race to the UC, UCL spots and keeps Bord Dortmund away um, and open up a gap to them of six points, which, well, okay. It, it's still too early in the season to call that race, to be honest. Uh, it's it's uh, They are capable of, of really closing that gap um, in the second half of the year, but it feels really good to have opened up that lead. And, and depending on how Stuttgart is, is performing against Bayern München today, they might even stick around in the third spot. But, but in terms of the uh, match, you're right. Uh, some of your predictions um, really came true in terms of uh, RB Leipzig was really affected when they broke through on the wings to the goal line and passed the ball into the 18-yard box. But but low, every time they tried to pass those ball very high, it was Mr. Brooks, <laughs> who just took care of that in a very casual way. It looked so easy. And and you had uh, Bauman as as a really good goalie as well, goalkeeper for Hoffenheim as well. But every time uh, they kind of kept it low and came in with speed, uh, Leipzig was 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 dangerous and asking asking questions. But it still needed, it still needed that emotional leader. And um, I couldn't believe it either because it was like a Hollywood script. It was it was like in, in a Hollywood movie. You know, the quarterback comes on the on the field, takes over the offense, and boom, Jackala, you know, two decisive touchdown so to speak and uh and and they win the game and that was just amazing to see and that kind of that kind of um bears the question of um well if if Emil is not there in January is that going to open up a gap that we need to fill what do you think Richard there will be a gap that this um, has to be filled of course but um, if you go down to the facts, okay, so Emil came in and scored and had an assist, but on the other hand, I, I'm really, really sure because we were the better team um, that there was would would have been someone else who would have scored to to um, yeah to bring this one over the line. But there's another thing I would like to mention. Um, you know, there was a certain chance when uh Emil stand on the <laughs> sideline when was ready to come on the pitch and you know and the chant was like jetzt geht's los jetzt geht's los yeah that's like the like, equivalent to here we go here we go here we go isn't it yeah so like that and i'm sure i haven't heard that for years neither have like, i yeah oh that was pretty cool and actually four and a half minutes later he scored it was beautiful and and in that scene you could see that Luis Opinda Goal Pender was less of a goal getter getter in that match. He was very much a team player, and yet he, he did this. He had this perfect assist to to uh, Forsberg, close to the six yard box, who just had one two touch and and tuck it in, which was brilliant. And even the second goal after the corner kick, there was a lot of commotion before that. It was so funny. Um, Forsberg directed that shot. Um, just underneath the uh, goal bar, but Baumgart, uh, Baumgart is such a great goal and he pushed it out. But then Mo Simakon was there. Mo in the six yard box, just kicking that in, not very elegantly, but hey, just kicked it in. <laughs> and that just shows you that a lot of people, or a lot of other players, took the role of trying to score goals, while maybe Luis Appender took a different role. Um, this uh, yesterday, and I I thought that was a really positive sign. That was that is is a good sign for a team effort and 
can I say this? Maybe Croatian? I mean, the spirit is right, definitely. And um, that was that was so beautiful to see. And the more I talk about it now and the more I think about it, the clearer I can see it. But I have to say it's all overpowered by this goodbye Amy ceremony and uh, Red Bull New York on social media trying to wake up to what kind of great player they're getting. <laughs> they don't even know what's going to hit them in the positive way. And my plea out to you, Red Bull guys in New York is... Take very good care of him, and um, he will pay it back tenfold, definitely. So, um, yeah, just just going back to what you mentioned in the last episode, um, some of your predictions and keys to win this game were right, and they actually did that. But every time they tried to play the ball high, it was kind of getting to to a match which was very uncontrolled, not very effective, and, and Leipzig wasn't good at that. But at the end of the day, we came away with a 3-1 win. Was that your predicted score as well? No, I predicted 2-1. Yeah, 2-1. <laughs> now, Sina, she was kind of hopeful that 3-1 would be enough um, after, after they scored the 3-1. And um, after the match, she, she, she was just happy that they, they won. Sina, your score prediction was correct, 3-1. Do you feel happy now? Yes, I'm very, very happy. Do you feel smug because you're so smart? <laughs> yes, I just think I had the right feeling. <laughs> what about the ref? How did you like his performance? The referee was not very good. And how about Emil Forsberg scoring the second goal, decisive goal in his probably last game over here, and they're going to announce it shortly. How does that make you feel? Our football got. That's everything I have to say to him. Very, very good. We're happy. Bye. Excellent, excellent uh, performance. And I hope, um, well, in January, do you think, um, who can, or who do you think can actually uh, take um, Amy's role? Or has have there been players who have taken his role before? Um, yeah, either way, um, Cavallo, um, have to show some improvements here mm -hmm. or we need another addition so but i have no idea who could that be so no one no rumors that um, I, I i i spotted and no one i have on my script so okay um just let us so be surprised by okay um what the gaffer or the staff um are pulling out of the head but hey, there's one more match, and potentially um, Emil Forsberg could still be part of that, and we might see <laughs> new wonders as well. You never know, because RB Leipzig is traveling up to north, to the north, to Bremen, a very quaint, nice little city. Well, sorry, not saying nice, but they have this. In Germany, we'll say that it's a it's a village with a tram, um, a streetcar, and uh, Werder Bremen. Who are they? Außer, was ist grün und stinkt nach Fisch? <lacht> Introducing our next opponent, der Okay, um, yeah, Werder Bremen, it's the, the playing Jane, or one of the five playing Janes in the Bundesliga. So it's okay. like a solid, a solid Bundesliga team. Not bad, but not good enough to go for the international um, rankings in, in the league. Just like Wolfsburg, Augsburg, Gladbach uh, and Bochum, so, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, 
But you mentioned Wolfsburg, and that really strikes fear into my <laughs> heart. Joachim, if you split this, those five teams in within their tier um, in in rankings, Wolfsburg is to me on top of this, and then Bochum is fifth place uh, in this ranking, and then Bremen some someone like in, in the middle. So I think okay. Gladbach, Augsburg, yeah, okay. So we won. Our last six games, uh, we faced Bremen and had a 16 to 3 goal differential in that, those games. And this makes me quite okay. optimistic. Yeah. And Bremen only got four wins this season, all at home. So 4 0 versus Mainz, 2 1 versus Cologne, 2 1 versus Union Berlin, and 2 0 versus Augsburg. And those four opponents uh, got no one, none of them got a winning record and in total they only got 10 wins so right so we got 10 wins um, just to put that into um, uh, excuse me help me please <laughs> just to perspective put into perspective relationship thank you um, into relation yeah um, Bremen always acts with three defenders so there's not much um, not much uh, surprises that we will face on Tuesday night um, three defenders, two wing box-to-box players, so to speak. Um, Weiser is the one on the right side. Um, that is really um, a player with, uh, we should keep an eye on the left side with alternating personnel. Oliver Dehmann, uh, a new transfer from from, from Belgium, mm -hmm. uh, was in the lineup on the left side in the left wing-to-wing, box-to-box wing player and recent matches. matches. And yeah, as I said, it's a mediocre Bundesliga team. With a, with a solid floor and and yeah, slightly above average ceiling. So, but I would like to mention some some players. Uh, we mm -hmm. should keep an eye on. It's um, the first one is number ten, Leonardo Bittencourt. And um, yeah, speaking of club legends, um, just like Emil, he will be one for Bremen. So he's not like there since 2015, but joined them in 2019. Uh, stayed there through their relegation and played for one season in the second Bundesliga. Mm -hmm. um, a real solid, and, and when I say solid, I mean this in the best possible sense. Okay, box to box player. He's got no real strengths, uh, but also no weaknesses. Um, yeah, by the way, um, when I think about Leonardo Bittencourt, I always remember his father, mm -hmm. uh, Franklin, who played for VfB Leipzig for 105 matches in the Bundesliga and second Bundesliga, and from early to the light, late 90s. Mm -hmm. And I watched him too, and yeah, and this is uh, also the reason because uh, Leonardo Bittencourt was born in Leipzig because yeah, mm. his, his father was in charge with the VfB that time. I see. Did, did you did you see him? Have you have you have you seen him play? I might have heard the uh, I might have heard the name, but I don't realize now. Yeah, he later was, transferred at that, to at that time. I wasn't here to be honest. Oh, okay. He later transferred to uh, Energie Cottbus and, and played there for some Bundesliga seasons. Okay. Yeah. But that sounds like 90s to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was 90s and, and the early 2000s. Um, so another player to watch is, is number eight, Mitch Weiser. Um, and this is... Yeah. Yeah, this is some... For me, it's just like this is the face of the, of the, of the Bundesliga in terms of... Um, I'm always there. I will never win a title, but I won't be relegated either. So this is mm -hmm. much wiser to me. Uh, 15 starts and 15 games so far this season. And endurance runner, can you say that? I don't know. On his right side. Um, 
he got his definitely his strengths against the ball and a decent positioning and is clearly the, the emotional leader of the team. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number seven, Marvin Duk. Yeah. I think most of you might heard him. Um, it seems to me as if he and, and Bremen fits perfectly together. See, He's, I was I, I was thinking when, when Füllkrug left that there's a danger that Dux will leave as well because they played in such a great duo. Yeah, they, they did. But it seems to me that what Dux found in Bremen is what he searched for almost his, his entire uh, uh, career. The so U2 he, song coming on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you may be like that, but hey, he struggled on his way in the Bundesliga. And, okay. and I'm really impressed yeah. of his endurance. He was at Dortmund 2013, but couldn't make it in the first team regularly. Okay. Um, one season later, he was at Paderborn and, and didn't fit. So he then went to Kiel, who played mm -hmm. in the third league in 2016, mm -hmm. where he had a two prolific seasons as a striker. And after that, he failed again in his next try to be a Bundesliga player at Düsseldorf 2018. So he took another step back, one tier down, second Bundesliga to Hanover. And since then, his career evolved in the right direction. Okay, mm -hmm. so, so he, he transferred, I think, after two or three seasons in Hanover uh, to Bremen. And then uh, he scored 20 goals in the second Bundesliga, 12 goals last season in the first Bundesliga, and this season seven goals already. So this is great numbers, solid performances. Okay, this is a, a really, really solid Bundesliga striker. Keep an eye on him. He's always capable of scoring one. Yeah, he's yeah. dangerous. Oh, yeah, he is. Another dangerous striker is number 19, Raphael Boré. Yeah, I uh, remember him from Eintracht Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah quite a familiar name. He, he came in from Frankfurt before the start of this season. And, okay, he is not in that form. He showed us in the 2021-22 campaign with Frankfurt, uh, where he scored in the quarterfinal versus Barcelona in the Europa League and versus West Ham in the semifinal. <laughs> and his, I, I think the the evening of his career, the match of his career was the, the Europa League final versus Rangers, uh, where he first scored the equalizer and then converted the last penalty. And that gave uh, Frankfurt the this historic moment by winning the Europa League. So he's not... Really? He's some kind of Frankfurt legend as well. Mm, yeah, Should be. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. He is a Frankfurt legend. And but last season he struggled, but he couldn't mm. match with uh, Kulamuani, and maybe this was the reason uh, that he said, "Okay, I need another um, another club for for my for my development, so I can play more often." So and he's now in Bremen. He's not in that form I mentioned, but I think he he slowly gets back on track. But um, didn't he just scored in this this match week versus Gladbach? Yeah, yeah, he did. So. Yeah, he scored the 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 early go ahead goal, mm. yeah. and Duke scored the other one. Just to mention, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and the last one I would like to mention here is number three, Anthony Jung. Quite a ah, name. that yeah. rings a bell. Yeah. yeah, that rings a bell. He spent <laughs> three seasons with uh, RB Leipzig from 2013 to 16, uh, when we played in the second Bundesliga. Okay, and the Back that time, and this is kind of a similar story, but I had told you about Dux, that he took more than one try to get into the Bundesliga. And it mm. seems to me that Anthony Jung is, is the same. So he spent these three seasons with us in the second Bundesliga, then transferred to Ingolstadt in the Bundesliga. Um, couldn't compete there. Then transferred to Brøndby, 
um, I think Alex Zorniger, who was mm -hmm. in charge at, as, as a gaffer there, um, had uh, a huge impact on that. And he stayed there for four seasons and finished the last season with the Danish Championship and then transferred to Bremen in the second Bundesliga again. And since then, he is rock solid, rock solid defender without any serious weaknesses. And now he has finally arrived in the Bundesliga. And, and I'm, I feel happy for him. Yeah. yeah, me too. So, as I said, I don't see any real obvious weaknesses in, in this whole team. But there are some keys to win, obviously, because if, if there wouldn't be uh, some, they wouldn't have lost that often. And that one I figured out is that the team, as, as a team, got issues with constant high pressing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Stuttgart did that in uh, two matches ago, and it was quite impressive. So um, Bremen often tries to, to find their way out of, of their half by, by short passes and stress them here to regain the ball quickly and, and, and create something out of it. That should be a good approach uh, to create many, many chances. So constant high pressing and remove passing options. This is something something they can handle well. Mm -hmm. And another one key to win, another key to win is shot from every angle and go for rebounds. So Cetera, he who is the replacement goalkeeper for Pavlenka, who I think is is injured. I'm not quite sure. Mm -hmm. um, he showed great numbers in in, in terms of um, uh, in terms of blocking shots, but he seems to have some issues in clearing the ball to the side of the net. So he, mm. he yeah, often the ball bounces back into the middle of the field and then our strikers have to be awake and have to be there and go for it. Or, or maybe our defenders, okay? Like Klosterman or Shimakan. <laughs> um, try, to, try, try to convert. Any, anybody apart from Yannis, maybe. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So chances are quite good if we uh, um play fast like like we like to actually or the team likes if we press and uh if we get those rebounds sounds like mm -hmm. basketball <laughs> and i think it is more the game through the middle just like dortmund so not okay not that wing play we needed against hoffenheim and especially we showed it very in a, in a very um good manner especially in the first half i think our key to win here is this quick game um, to the middle and then um, counter-pressing. But how dangerous are Duxembourg for our defenders? They are. You, ha you have to keep an eye on them. No question mm -hmm. about that. But um, it's it's not like this is, I say, okay, it is impossible that they score. No, it's not. So Dux is always uh, dangerous. And I mentioned uh, Weiser and I mentioned uh, Bittencourt those players can handle the ball well and uh, yeah especially Weiser uh, is capable of shooting really really dangerous crosses and Dux is a prolific um, player with, with with his head mm -hmm. and I think Bremen in general has now 10 or, or was it like 11 uh, headers this season yeah so we have to keep an eye on that so lately Yanis showed one or two mishaps when uh, um, with with headers corner kicks or also versus Hoffenheim. How confident are you that uh, he's going to improve to a near perfect record again? Um, I think if he sticks to the line and relies on his abilities in terms of reflexes, 
Yeah, we've seen that. We've mm -hmm. seen it as well in the last yeah. game. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then this this will, will be he will be a great uh, insurance on our goal line, no doubt. That's good to hear. So, who should coach, manager Marco Rose send out just a few days before Christmas Eve? <laughs> Okay, this time I will predict the correct lineup. 100% sure. Okay, let's go. Blasby. Here we go. Blasby, our goalkeeper. Henrich, Simakan, Klostermann, Raum, our defenders, Schlageinheit, in defensive midfield. Xavi and Baumgartner starting in offensive midfield. And Paulsen joins Opender as a striker. Opender. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. That sounds. How concerned are you about players being on four yellow cards? I think who are they? Yeah, Xavi and uh, Openda. And now both <laughs> got four yellow cards, and I'm not quite happy with that. Uh, bear in mind that in January we have Frankfurt, Leverkusen, and Stuttgart. Mm. Three games in a row. Uh, where we definitely need Olmo back should one of yeah. them, those mentioned players uh, be booked again and then out for one game. Maybe both. Ho hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> okay, so let's keep our fingers crossed. It wouldn't, so what do you predict in terms of score? This time, I predict a 3-0 win. 3-0. 3-0. Isn't that too high? I should have said too low. No, too high. No, sir. And you predict a clean sheet for Yanis. It's time again. It is. It's. It's. It's this time of the year. Oh my! Too much Christmas music at this time. Okay, you you say three nil. I'll say three one. Good guess. No, hopefully not. But at least, hey, three points. That's what we need. Win before Christmas. So um, we're looking forward to that. It's Tuesday. It's the early kickoff window, actually. Uh, 6.30, I think, in the afternoon. I think we're opening up that match day, which spreads over two days, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, by then, we will know who we're going to meet in the Champions League in the uh, last 16. And we will know, well, I think we're going to stay within the top four, but uh, let's keep our distance to the Bumblebees. Thank you, Richard. This is excellent. Thanks for, for your time tonight. Thank you very much for listening to us. Um, we'd be delighted if you could subscribe uh, to our RB Leipzig podcast. And uh, it would be nice if you left us a hopefully positive review on uh, your platform. But you can also tell us about your thoughts and suggestions to improve the pod. And you can do this by finding us on Twitter. We are podcast underscore RBL. Or by email, talk to us. Two is a number. So it's talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com. Thank you very much. I hope you guys have a relaxing week in the run up to Christmas, not too hectic. We wish you all the best and uh, hopefully hear you soon. And all we need to say is, Richard, is tschüss <laughs> and <laughs> auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. <laughs>